Hey everybody and welcome to a special off-season edition of the BC Buckets podcast. My name is Matt Gall. I'm here in the Newman Flanagan Center, the very quiet Newman Flanagan Center, and I'm joined as always by Coach Marks Figuera. And uh, Coach, they still got the gym set up for graduation, which took place yesterday. So there's a little bit of bittersweet now that it's it's real, and that those seniors that we've talked about so much over the last several months, they're officially on to the next chapter of their lives. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, we had ten guys graduate yesterday, and you know, guys who put a lot of time and effort and and everything else into the program. And and yeah, you're really excited for them, and I think. All those guys will go on to bigger and better things than college basketball. And um, I would say 60, 70% of those guys have jobs lined up and a couple other ones have offers on the table that they're they're debating about. Um, you know, so, it, yeah, I'm really excited for those guys because, like I said, I think they will do big things. Uh, but at the same time, you're around those guys every single day for the past four years. And, you know, we put a lot of time in together and, and obviously had a lot of success together too. And so it's hard to see them go. I've been fortunate uh, these last couple of months to spend a lot of time with those guys, had dinner with them. Um, you know, they've stopped by the office, talked about jobs and references and recommendations and all that stuff. And so it's it's been fun to see that, uh, but it is hard to see them go for sure. I saw that Bobby Beach, Pattison, a longtime part of this podcast for as long as we've had the podcast, uh, is moving on to a graduate assistant job up at Dakota Wesleyan. So he's going to keep it in the conference. What do you think us giving him just an insane amount of crap on this podcast led to him taking a role somewhere where he can come back and get it back at you on the court? <laughs> I hope so. Uh, no, Bobby, you know, Bobby got a good situation there at Dakota Wesleyan. And obviously we had Coach Wilbur on the podcast way back when. And, you know, he runs a, a big time program and they've had a ton of success. And it's a, a program that we as a program and, and me in particular have a lot of respect for. Um, you know, I think that's going to be a great opportunity for Bobby to learn and, you know, learn from somebody other than myself and Coach Shipley and just see how other people do things in their program because there are a lot of ways to be successful and a lot of ways to do things. And so I think it's good for a young coach like Bobby to, to go experience that and see something different. And, um, you know, for better or worse, you know, we'll still have to play him two times a year. So I'll still have an opportunity to give him some crap. Well, we've talked a lot about former players and student coaches who've gone on to – uh, continue coaching and, and growing so congratulations to Bobby and uh, I'm sure there'll be other guys in the future who get into the same line of work so it'll be exciting to see where they go from here uh, so you know graduations like we said is is over we're officially into summer as far as school's concerned so what are things going to look like for you and the guys you know this summer uh, what's what's going to be happening with the program here in the off season that we can look forward to coming back and talking about in the fall well you know, we, we have not done a whole lot, to be honest with you, since uh, the last podcast came out at the end of the season. Uh, we try to give the guys a lot of time off in the spring after a long season, had some nagging injuries that needed to be addressed. Uh, we spent the last six weeks in the weight room with Coach Herc, um, who's been a big-time part of our program. I think the guys had a really good spring in the weight room. But other than that, we have not done a whole lot. Um, I actually made the somewhat questionable decision to go through all those weight workouts with the guys. And uh, at 34, almost 35 now, trying to go with the same intensity and pace as college basketball players, it's just not the same as when you're 21. Um, so, I, Matt, I've been sore for 
literally six weeks in a row. I've been trying every remedy possible to to get rid of soreness after a hard lift. But uh, tell you what, it's been good for me personally, obviously, and uh, just being in there with the guys at you know six a.m. every day for most of the spring. Uh, you know, it's just good for our program, I think. And it's been exciting to see some of the gains our guys have made, and I, I fully expect that to continue throughout the summer. So now to answer your actual question, um, guys guys have a couple weeks off right now. Um, majority of our guys will be here this summer. Uh, starting the day after Memorial Day, we'll, we'll work out four days a week uh, in the weight room, in the gym, about two, two and a half hours a day. Um, guys have jobs, but it, it's just a really good time for us to – as a coaching staff, experiment with some things we're thinking about doing next year. Uh, really try to hit some player development things and individual skill work with the guys. Uh, we'll play, usually play in a summer league with some of the other local small colleges. Um, guys play on their own a lot. So it's it's a lot more laid back, but it's really a time to to get better, to improve not only individually, but as a program, you know, try to improve across the board. And it's something – if I look back at the last five years now and some of the success we've had, it's definitely been in part because of the commitment our guys have made in the summer. That's something we have not always had here the last handful of years we have. And it's, you know, those guys working with us as coaches, it's guys working together. It's guys just spending time together. That makes a big difference when it comes to the chemistry and culture of our program. And so it's a big deal. Um, so we do that about, we try to get eight weeks in. Uh, we have to be done per NAI rules by July 31. Uh, so we'll go right up to then, you know, and, and we're pretty relaxed, to be honest with you. You know, if a guy's going to go on vacation, well, yeah, go on vacation. And, you know, I'm going to go on one myself. So um, don't uh, don't feel bad about that. I just tell the guys, if you're going to be here, be here. Um, you know, but it's been really good for us. And it's it's fun to, like I said, experiment with some things. I'm an NBA junkie. And so right now I, I watch a game and say, oh, I like that set the Raptors are running. Let's try to – let's see what that looks like with our guys. And uh, – you know, it's not quite the same when you don't have Kawhi Leonard running something, but uh, I think we can plug in some close ones there. Do incoming freshmen get involved at all in the summer? Yeah, they have the opportunity to. Um, there's some there's some rules the NAI has with what they have to do first. You know, then it's little things being enrolled in classes, being graduated from their high school, all those things. Um, what we actually run into there is, especially with Iowa kids, is summer baseball. A lot of those kids are playing their senior year of baseball in the summer and. And I certainly don't want them to feel like they have to be here because it's not mandatory. And I think if you've made that commitment to play baseball, you should play baseball. Uh, we do have a couple guys who are local or fairly local that I know will be here a lot. And that's that's obviously a good thing. It just gives them a taste of, you know, how we coach, some of the terminology we use. It lets them get to know their future teammates. Well, now they're, they are their teammates uh, a lot better. And I think it just makes those guys a lot more comfortable when school starts in the fall. So there they have the opportunity to. I always tell those guys, even if you can only get here for a day or two, I think it's worth it just to, to have that experience and, and get some comfort with everything. So you mentioned you're going to be able to get a little R&R &R in the summer with a little vacation. Are you and your wife headed somewhere distant, or are you just going to take some time locally, or where are you headed? Well, for sure we're going to Boston uh, in late June. Um, and, you know, for me, being the quasi-history buff that I am, I'm pretty excited. I've never been to Boston. Obviously a lot of history there. Um, I've heard the food's legit. Um, I've heard the lobster rolls are second to none. So, of course, that's got me, uh, got me ready to go. But uh, – you know, we'll do that. We'll probably do something else um, to be determined at this point. We've thrown around a couple ideas. But, you know, as I think I've told you before, 
our vacations revolve around where we're going to eat. So there's a lot of planning and research that's going to go into this trip in late June still. Do you have any sport allegiances out there? You know, I could say I'm a quasi-Red Sox fan. They're actually out of town the whole time oh. we're there, which is unfortunate. Uh, my grandpa was a big Red Sox fan, and so I, I guess I inherited a little bit of that. But, no, I really don't. My grandpa was a Celtics fan, too, but I'm not. So um, we'll certainly go to Fenway Park and, and check that out. But I, I have no allegiance out there whatsoever. So what sorts of things will you and your coaching staff be doing throughout the summer i assume there's still a little bit of recruitment going on especially as you start looking towards students in high school who are going to be entering their junior and senior years next year just tell me about what you guys will be up to this summer yeah we summer's a big time recruiting wise for us uh, especially the month of july there's there's three big weeks of tournaments going on that we keep it pretty local but we'll be all over the midwest um you know, we're pretty much done with this year's recruiting class. Maybe add one or two more guys here down the stretch, but uh, pretty much done there. It's just a, it's a never-ending process, and, and when you finish one group of guys, you're already on to the next year and, and trying to look at the year after that. Um, so, in fact, both of our assistant coaches, Coach Shipley and Coach Davis, were out on the road this weekend at AAU tournaments, and it seems like anymore you could you could go to one of those every single weekend and you know obviously you don't want to do that because you're going to blow through your recruiting budget real fast but uh we try to prioritize where can we get the most bang for our buck and so coach shipley was in minneapolis this weekend coach davis was in omaha that's kind of where we go minneapolis omaha kansas city um try not to go a whole lot further than that but uh that that keeps us somewhat busy uh we watch a lot of film in the summer be it you know could be our own film um, I, I have ideas for things I want to do, or there's programs I like the way they do something offensively or defensively. So we'll really dive into that and, and see if we can figure out what they're trying to do or, or if, and how we can use it in our program. So we'll do a lot of that, but I, I do think it's good for, you know, our, our staff to, you know, take a little time off. And, you know, I, I always tell our assistant co, I don't always tell him, but I tell him probably once a year. You know, I'm not going to be the, the police on when you're in the office. My thing is do your job and, and do it well. And if, if you can get something done in four hours, you don't need to be here for eight hours. So that's the way I look at it, and I think that really applies in the summer. Uh, but I also think it's good to, to plan. My ultimate goal every summer is to have the first month of school planned and done and ready to go by the first day of school. Whether I always get that accomplished or not, 50-50. But it's it's just it's always been a goal of mine to have that done because, especially as the head coach, when that first month of school is just hectic and right. a lot of things come up during the day. So I just try to plan and prepare and and knock out some of the things I can knock out right now. So something I meant to ask you about because obviously the weather's starting to get warmer and as I drive around, I'm starting to see pickup games and things happen outside. And so, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of options for outdoor courts around Sioux City, whether it's on school grounds or public parks and all that. So I have to ask your preference when it comes to a, a good outdoor pickup game spot. Do you go with the nylon nets or chains? Well, you know, Matt, it's been a long time since I've played an outdoor pickup game. We're probably talking early 2000s when I was still in high school. But I, I don't think you're even playing a good outside pickup game unless it's a double rim with a with a metal net, you know. And with those double rims, you had to swish it because you weren't getting a bounce on those things. 
Um, and you had to be ready to rebound if somebody hit the rim. But that that's the only way to play a true outdoor pickup game. And I, I don't know how much that happens anymore, to be honest with you. You know, I, I know growing up for me and in a city – uh, we had options, you know, a couple local parks we could play at. There just wasn't a whole lot of indoor options in the spring and summer, and so we played at the park, which, you know, sometimes there'd be 20, 30 dudes there for one court, and if you lose a game when you're playing winter stage, you lose, you're going to sit for a while, so you really wanted to win. But I just I don't know if that happens a lot anymore. Um, I think that was something that has uh, really gone by the wayside with the more indoor facilities and summer AAU and – and travel basketball and all those things. Not that all, any of those things are bad things, but I do think there was something to playing a, a good old-fashioned pickup game at the park when you're 15, 16 years old. Yeah, I work downtown, and once in a while when it's nice out, I'll bring a bag of stuff. For Over the lunch hour, I'll head to Cook Park, which is over like West 3rd Street, um, and there's a, there's a nice set of courts over there, and I'll go shoot around, but there's never anyone out there. There's an elementary school on Gordon Drive, Spalding Park Elementary, over down mm-hmm. by, like... Uh, by by Sneakies? Yeah, down yeah. that way. Yep, and usually when you drive by there, there's a game going on. So that seems to be a good spot that way. But, yeah, it is it is hit or miss. I agree on the chains. I hate the double rims just because I need a lot of forgiveness. <laughs> and uh, it's like shooting. It's like playing pool on one of those snooker tables where the, the oh, pockets yeah. are real narrow. And, there's and the table's bigger, too. The table's bigger, and there's no forgiveness, no room for error. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know why those double rims were invented in the first place, but they well, should be all my, my only guess is they were durable to the elements in the Midwest, and they, they were going to withstand a, a Midwest winter or a Midwest tornado or whatever else you can get in the Midwest weather-wise. I, that's my only guess because they, they are terrible. Oh, yeah. I bet a tornado would bounce right off of one of those things. <laughs> no doubt about it. So one thing you and I have talked about for the podcast, because we're going to have the summer here to – Uh, listen back to our first year doing this podcast and figure out what worked and some different things that we want to do but I think uh, one thing you mentioned you'd like to incorporate into this podcast is working in some of your coach Figuera's life rules and I think we've done that informally a little bit every week just talking about various things but uh, I think we want to formalize that and and start to provide our listeners with a how-to guide on how to live a life that coach Figuera would would approve when it comes to a variety of things yeah you know so that's it's something yeah we've talked about it it's something I talk with our guys a lot about and I I think any of our current or former players listening to the podcast that's going to be a combination of rolling their eyes probably chuckling a little bit or saying wow coach is an idiot um but uh yeah you know there's just certain things that I I think everybody should live by and and so I think the concept we've had for for the segment is, you know, one a week as we get back into this uh, when when school starts back up. But I'll give you one right now, Matt. This, this is a and I'm strict on this one. And, and I bring it up because it's Sunday as we record this. I generally almost every week I do my grocery shopping on Sunday. Okay. So this one pertains to the grocery store. Um, and it also, it's a little bit of a spinoff of one of my other life rules, but I'm going to focus on the grocery store version today. And it's have a little awareness of your surroundings. Mm. If you're walking down the aisle with your cart, you know, number one, you walk down the right side of the aisle. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just like driving a car. This, we're, we're not in, you know, we're not in England here. Mm-hmm. You go down the right side and if you need something on the left side, that's fine. Grab it, put it back. But what you don't need to do is 
park your cart right in the middle of the of the walkway so nobody else can get by while you're surveying the 29 different kinds of bread they have at Hy-Vee. Um, you know, move it to the side and pick a bread. Certainly, your cart should never be perpendicular to the shelving in the aisles, which right. that happened to me this morning. Um, so you're, you've literally, even somebody walking with a basket can't get by. You've blocked right. that entire walkway. And I don't know why people do that. Um, if it's just a, they really don't care about anybody else mm-hmm. but themselves, if they're that oblivious to their surroundings, I don't know. But if you're in the grocery store, always make room in the walkways for other people. I think you're absolutely right. That's a huge pet peeve of mine, too. And not to throw my own wife under the bus, but that's something I need to really get on her case about every time we're shopping just sometimes she has a lack of situational awareness and i i don't think it's it's not something where she has the attitude of i don't care what people think it's just that she doesn't realize she's affecting the environment around her and so that's something big too when i have to remind my kids or remind somebody else that i'm with hey you know somebody's waiting for you you need to get out of the way that it, I think it just embarrasses all of us, and it makes us all kind of look like idiots. So, you know, I, I compare this, Matt. Just and this 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 is, goes beyond the grocery store. It's just having awareness of your surroundings. You know, the one thing you do in the grocery store, it's like the movie Biodome. Mm-hmm. You know, one little thing can upset the homeostasis of the whole biodome, and so you have to per, you have to think about that and and how one little decision you make is going to affect everything else you cause a traffic jam in the grocery store that could take 5 What's to 10 that? minutes for for that to get un, untangled you know and here's a pet peeve of of grocery stores as well um and I'm going to lump like a target into this um they never have enough lanes open to check out mm-hmm. the best thing Hy-Vee on Hamilton has done is added self checkout mm-hmm. um there's plenty of them because you know, I go on a Sunday, it's busy mid to late Sunday morning. You've got the church crowd. You've got people, you know, randomly like me that do their shopping on Sunday. And there's never enough people. There's 10 people standing around doing nothing, mm-hmm. but there's never enough lanes open. So great move by Hy-Vee to, uh, to add some, some self-checkouts. Absolutely. Yeah. Every store has 10 to 12 lanes and maybe four or five are open if it's busy. And then That's I can ridiculous. sack my own groceries, which I pr- prefer to do. Right. I'm pretty, uh, pretty anal about how my groceries are mm-hmm. sacked. I think there's only one way to really do it. So, yeah, no, I, I'm totally on board. And I, I don't mean to throw our guys under the bus because about two thirds of our team works at Hy-Vee, <laughs> and some of them do a great job bagging groceries. Others are pretty suspect. Yeah, no, I've I've ran into a few of them there, uh, and they do they do a good job. But you know, as I think about the whole grocery store discussion. You know, if you boil it all down, we're all just bags of muscle and fat and tissues. We're just dumb animals at the end of the day. And if we can't all get on board with a, a set of societal norms and rules that we're all going to abide by, such as getting out of the way in the grocery aisle, then this whole thing can come crashing down. And so I... I hope people understand that it may not seem like a big deal when my wife is is in the middle of the grocery aisle or when somebody's so absorbed with what cereal am I going to buy that they don't realize there's 14 people waiting for them. But when you really step back and think about it, things like that cumulatively uh, really stay on one side of a fine line between society and just all out 
anarchy and war. <laughs> so keep that in mind next time you're looking at what flavor of fruit by the foot you're going to buy. Our lives depend on it. All right, well, before we wrap things up so we can get back to our Sundays, uh, I've got Mother's Day plans here, uh, so I need to get out of here pretty quick. But we've got to do our shout-out section of the podcast, and so I'm going to start with you, Coach. What do you got? Well, I, I think there's only one way to go on this one, Matt, being Mother's Day. I have to give a shout-out to my mom. Uh, my mom, Deb, avid avid listener of the podcast. So shout-out to you, Mom. Happy Mother's Day. Yeah, I can't look bad. I better throw a shout-out to my mom as well, Maxine Gall, and then also to my wife, Mallory, uh, the mother of our two kids. Thanks for everything you do uh, for them and for me, keeping us all on time and clean and well-fed. So thanks for everything you do. All right, well, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up. We will probably drop another episode sometime this summer. Just let everyone know how things are going, what Coach and the team's been up to. So stay tuned. Make sure you stay subscribed. You can find us on iTunes, on your iPhone, uh, SoundCloud. Make sure you look for us on Twitter. Uh, you can find us at any of those places. Uh, and, again, look for us sometime this summer, and then we'll get back into the regular swing of things once school gets going again in the fall. So on behalf of Coach Figuera, thanks for listening. Have a great summer, and we'll talk to you later.